You guys can be seated. Um, we are going to, we're going to actually hear from a couple people and then um, we're going to go back into a time of praise. So if you're, uh, how many worshipers and praise people are out there and they're like, come on, we can't just do two songs. Uh, I just want you to know we're not going to, we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, but before I invite up our, our first guests, I want to acknowledge Kevin and Tiffany and family. Uh, will you guys stand to your feet? Are the kids in here? Where are they? Are they standing? I'm sorry if you're not. They're somewhere. Wave your hand, kids. Come on. Okay, there you are. Sorry. Kevin and Tiffany are global impact workers. They've been part of this church for a long time, and they believe God was calling them uh, to Kyrgyzstan, and they have gone there, and they are just following God's leading and doing uh, just the hard thing. You know, sometimes we can go to a place and, and you know, a church planner, and we think, oh, it's just easy. You just, you just put up a sign and say, hey, we're open for business, and this is what's going to happen, and kind of like a field of dreams, you build it, and they come type thing. But this is a different thing where you're building relationships. And you have to build trust and you have to build an open door in that. And so we want to thank you guys for what you're doing. And it's, uh, um, it's crazy. And uh, you have to be crazy to do it. And you guys are crazy. And for that, we want to say thank you for being crazy for us. And uh, we appreciate that. If you don't know Kevin and Tiffany, they were at the front door greeting you as they came in. But I encourage you to get to know them. They're going to be here for four Sundays. Three, three Sundays. So make sure to make a point. They got a, a table uh, in the lobby where you can find out more information. And uh, it's not, I, I want to just say something. Getting to know them, it's not like a, just a sales pitch where well, I don't really want to go introduce myself because if I do, then they're going to ask me for money. And if I don't want to give them money, then it's just awkward. And so I guess I'll just ignore them. No, just get to know them as people. Okay. They're, they're, they're people. They're crazy people, but they're people. And so get to know them, find out what they're doing. There's many ways to support people on the mission field through prayer, through encouragement, through writing them cards, letters, yes, giving financially. And we always want to stress that giving financially doesn't have to be a ton of money. It can be a dollar a month. Whatever it is that God puts on your heart, we want to challenge you to, to believe that God has called you to be part of what happens in the nations, and so to give out of that. And again, it's not about the amount, it's about the obedience. Sound good? Come on. All right. We have three guests, one single, so he's going to share by himself. The other's a couple, so they're going to share together. And uh, I am excited for this. I don't know what they're going to talk about. I didn't give them a message and say, here, I wrote this out for you. It's really good. If you can just try to do it a little bit better than I could have, which isn't difficult. Uh, no, they're sharing what God has put on their heart. So very first, I want to invite up Caleb Tice, one of our youth. Yeah. Now. What I appreciate about Caleb is he's authentic and he is who he is. And that's why I wanted him to share because I just wanted him to be real. I told him, listen, I don't want you going and asking other people how this should sound. I just want you to come up there 
and be real to who you are. That's what we want. We want God in you, and we want to embrace that. What I want to encourage all of us for, I don't know how many of you guys have ever spoken publicly for the first time. It helps when there's interaction, okay? So when a crowd is just... It helps. It, what happens in the speaker's mind is, what am I doing wrong? And this isn't. So, will you guys, uh, let's just practice like a come on. Ready? One, two, three. Or how about a, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, you just, yeah, yeah. You just, you just practice those things. Now, I want to say, let's not be obnoxious. So, simmer it down just a tad bit. We need to be authentic ourselves, but let's encourage the speaker, but we don't want to create distraction where then, you know, they can't hear their thoughts. So um, without further ado, Caleb, give us what you got. Um, Hi, guys. Um, My name is Caleb. I'm a little nervous, so if I sound shaky, um, I'm sorry, but God is on my side, so what do I have to fear? Am I right? Um, So... um, I'm Caleb. Like I said, I'm a junior in high school. I go to Prairie High School. Um, I'm going to be speaking on a little bit of what I um, got off of Tamar's message last week on identity. Um, So a little bit of my testimony was I lived in California. Um, I moved up here about three years ago, and um, I didn't really have the greatest of friends down in California. And then when I moved up here, God showed me that there was so much more, better friends, better... um, things, better, a better church, all this stuff, and part, part of uh, my life in down, down in California was I didn't have the greatest of friends, and when you don't have the greatest of friends, they might not, you know, speak great identity into you guys, and they could give you false identities, um, that's what was happening to me, and as I move up here, I realized that um, with better friends, they could share um, identities with you that God is sharing with you. Um, some some things that I've learned about my identity with God is that I am loved. Um, let me find the verse. It's Romans 8.38 if you all want to turn there. It says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Um. That's crazy. If you just think about it, the power of God's love, like, is inseparable, inseparable from you guys. Um, there's nothing that can take you away from God's love, which is just crazy to think about. Even though you might not know it, God loves you and nothing can take that away from you. Um, another thing that I know is that I'm a son of God. Um, when... I gave my life to God when I was like four. is is kind of stupid. Not gonna lie, um, <laughs> because I, I I didn't really do it for God. Um, it was just kind of like a oh okay. Um, I just gave my life to God, but um, I have you know given my life to God in other ways. I've rededicated my life so that those were more meaningful to me. But once you give your life to God, you become a son or a daughter of God. And um, I think Tamar spoke about that on Sunday, which, which just hit me pretty hard. And um, I looked up the definition of son of God, and um, it says the definition was a person established in the love of God by divine powers. Um, 
which brings you back. When you know that God loves you, then you are a child of God, um, which, which is pretty powerful. Um, and last week, uh, Tamar spoke about identity, like I said, and um, another thing was that identity comes from God, and so you can't have others speaking into your life that aren't um, lifting you up and, you know, pushing you towards God. Um, there's a verse in the Bible. I don't remember where it was or the exact <laughs> definition. I, 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 I suck at memorizing verses. But um, <laughs> the, it was like, it, it said, like, don't bear yoke with um, other people that are going to burden you. And I'm not saying, like, anyone who's not a Christian, just reject them or whatever. Um, it's just saying that you don't have to burden, carry your burdens with these people because they're not going to help you along. They're going to drag you, and they're not going to help you, and they're going to share false identities with you. Um, and something tomorrow also said, when you believe those identities, um, you become those identities. And after a while, those identities can get stuck in your head, even though it may seem like small little things that don't really, that won't affect you. Like after a while, if they just keep getting repeated, they just hit you over and over and over again. And then they, then you start to believe, believe that and it can become an identity even though you don't realize it. Um, but we shouldn't believe those identities because they're not from God. Um, anything from God is, or what God would say is what you should say about yourself um, Tamar said, if God doesn't say it about me, I can't say it about myself. Um, but what I do know that God is telling me is that I am a son of God and I am loved. And those are, those are what I can say about myself. Um, I'm going to be honest, I literally did not go off my sheet. I wrote a whole sheet, and then I just literally just skipped over it. So... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I'm going to share another verse real quick. It's 1 John 5. 1 John 5, 1, sorry. Um, it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. Um, that's just reiterating that um, when you love God and you know that God loves you, then you become a child of God. And, uh, yeah, this, this just hit me pretty hard because I used, I, in California, I didn't have, I had all these false identities on me. And then when I um, watched Tamar's message and I read it, it helped me realize that there, I had all these identities on me that were false. And then I was able to give those up and realize that um, I'm a son of God and that I am loved by God. Um, Um, but yeah, that was all that I got. I, that was probably a little quick, but, um, I just want to thank Pete for letting me share and thank you guys. Um, yeah.
Thank you. Um, you know, it's never easy to get up and share your own story and what God is doing in you and what he's showing you. But, you know, each one of us, um, you know, the idea isn't, and I love what he's saying as far as, you know, who are we aligning with? And who are the people that we're really allowing speak into her life? Now, it, you know, like he said, it's not that our job is just to push everybody out, but it's the determination that we know we're to build relationships with our neighbors, with our, the people in our classes, in our schools, in our workplace. Uh, we're supposed to build relationship there. But it's really kind of like who's affecting who and who's speaking identity into who. And it's so easy for us to begin to take on other other things that and I love the quote and I'm glad you brought it up because I actually didn't hear Tamar say that I'm glad she's not in here right now to hear me say this but the quote of if God doesn't say it about me then I shouldn't say it about myself but man that's powerful think how many things like how much of my life anxiety and stress and worry and depression I could have saved by believing that that statement that if God didn't say it about me then don't believe it just brush it off but how easy it is to cling to those things so will you just pray for us um, and just kind of that we would be able to embrace what you're saying dear God I thank you that we all um, we're able to gather, gather here today, Jesus. I just um, pray and ask that we would all be able to realize that what you say about us is true and not anything, anything else anyone says about us um, that is negative or false, that we would know it's false and that we could just be able to brush it off, Jesus. And I just pray that we would know who we are in you, God, and um, let us all know that we are loved and we are children of you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys tell Caleb one more time, thanks for being brave. Ken and Diane Olson, will you guys come on up? You know, uh, many times we talk about how we want to have mothers and fathers in the church because not all of us come in here with coming from healthy family backgrounds or have people that are in a, a mother role or a father role or a grandparent role. And these two here, I just, they are amazing. If you have never met them, if you're ever having a bad day, just come to them. Okay, I, I, I tell you, they are some of the best people just to walk up to and shake their hand. I have seen them go through things that aren't easy, and they keep a smile on their face. And they stay positive, not because they're pretending that their life circumstances aren't that way. No, they're fully, fully owning what's going on in their life. And it's not like then they're trying to lie to themselves that, oh, it's actually really fun. Right? No, they're open to what's taking place, but they're choosing joy and they're choosing that the joy of the Lord is going to be their strength. And so they, they just have a wisdom and an integrity about them. And I just want to thank you guys for being part of this family, for being encouragers, for being supporters and uh, for being grandparents to many of us. And uh, you guys are pillars here. 
and you're needed, and I'm so glad that we get to hear from you this morning. So will you give Ken and Diana Olson your attention? To be truthful, Pete couldn't find anybody older than us to speak. (laughs) And and seriously, this is my notes. (laughs) These are my notes. I ended up um, working with men most of our life, and it's, just give me the facts, (laughs) ma'am. So I'm not too concerned about going over time. (laughs) No, seriously, in, in looking over the last year and a half, we've had some tough times, but... God is faithful in everything. And the sermons that we've heard during the time we've been together, which has really been nice, uh, is our identity and our purpose, our faith and trust, our worship, the word, heart conditions, and, of course, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I started looking at these and and reading about those particular aspects. And I started seeing one word, a two-letter word that jumped out on me. And I'd circled these before in my Bible. But it's, if you seek me, if you abide, if you continue in the faith, if you walk in the light, if you love me, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, that if, it, it really means that there's an action to it. There's a denotes that we have a responsibility. And some of us don't like that word too well, but it's real. And I, I landed on being led by his Holy Spirit. And... The scripture came, spring up, O well, within me. What do I have to do? What do you require of me, Lord, so that I can attain all of these things and that I can spring up my own well with me? He says, I'm not going to do it for you, but you spring up, O well, within me. And it brought me to something that Ken had it probably took, I don't know, weeks, a month, a year that the Lord kept showing him about the wealth in our lives. And I think he can explain it to you better. But we need to do certain things in order for that clear, pure water of the Holy Spirit to flow out from us. So here it is. She did, not, she did not show me her notes this morning. <laughs> I, uh, the song we sang, Your Lover Will Never Run Out on Me, even at 85 years old, it does not run out. <laughs> Never. And uh, I wanted to make one other comment that we've been married 64 years. If that isn't love... It's perseverance. The story that I'm going to tell is not, uh, may not be scriptural, but it's an application. I became aware of wells in our life and wells in scripture 
and I realized that my well was not as clean, as pure as it should be. So I started digging the rocks out of my well. And as I dug the rocks out, each one of them had a name. There was disobedience, frustration, anger, all those things. But then what do I do with these rocks? Well, I built a wall around the well. And uh, I learned that the rocks won't just stand there on their own. In Ezekiel 13, it talks about untempered mortar. You must use tempered mortar, and I liken that to the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't temper your mortar, the wall will fall down. And uh, one day I realized there was one very large rock in this well. And I had to trust the Lord to let me down on a rope to put an axe to these, this rock. And the roots on this rock were many generations of tradition. We all have traditions in our lives. Some are good and some are not so good. But the traditions went on for generations in my life. And when I put the axe to the roots, and there were many, the rock floated to the top like a pumice rock and when I got it out what do I do with this thing and I realized by doing the actions of the from loving kindness and those sorts of things it chipped a rock uh, took a chip off the rock and eventually I had many chips and I used these for the path that I prepared between the walls that I made and when you excel in these areas of your life then you can walk humbly before your God on this path he's prepared for you and I'm thankful that uh, I can stand here today I've said no many times but finally I said I will not say no again regardless We, we have to stop saying no and I feel the Lord has blessed me for it. And even in the scripture Diane has here, spring up, oh well, the Lord gave me <laughs> the same scripture, spring up, oh well, and f- within my soul and overflow. You can overflow, your spring can overflow, your well can overflow. And then I pondered, is this a well or a spring? And doesn't make any difference spring up oh well within my soul so I have a little more here he wants to overflow in your love lives Uh, one other thing I wanted to share I've read the scripture through many times but uh I cannot quote scripture in verse as many people can, but in reading the scripture every day, I look back and I realize it has fed me. It will feed you. Even don't be discouraged when uh, you don't have all the scriptures in your mind because it will feed you and you need to be in the word. Oh my. 
Do I have five more minutes? Being in the Word is very important. Uh, there's no excuse. I used to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning before I went to work and be in the Word. You have to be in the Word. It feeds you. It'll feed you. It's your instructions for the day. Uh, I'm going to try and go. One more chapter in my life was... Do I have time? Uh, I pondered the pillars in my life. And the pillars I settled on, or I contemplated a lot, was love, forgive, truth, love, forgiveness, and his word. They're very important pillars in my life. And then one day when I was sitting in my home in my prayer time, I looked at my home. And I realized that the truth in your life can be your foundation. It has to be on solid ground. And it has to be straight. And then love. Love is the main structure in your home and in your life. Uh, love. And then... I realized that the roof in my home was forgiveness. If you don't have forgiveness, your roof will have holes in it and the whole thing will rot and fall away. And then how do you maintain this home or life? But by being in the word, the daily word will maintain your life. And it has maintained mine. Being married 64 years and 85 years old, he still hasn't given up on us. His, his love is one more thought. We are probably the most international family in this church. We have children and grandchildren from London to Guam, from Mexico City to Minneapolis. I think we have children and grandchildren in nine states. So we've been much blessed. Anything? Yeah. You know what I appreciate about when we do these Sundays is, um, you know, we talk about being a multi-generational church and that we don't want to just say it. We want it to be something that we live. So to live it, that means we make space for it. We make room for it. And to hear from each generation, we never think someone's too young to speak. We've had, you know, 
kids in elementary school have a prophetic word that has broken things off of other people and that it, it God isn't limited to our age. And, um, but you know, you, you read through with the, with the Israelites, God's intent. Now, we live in a broken world, and each one of us has broken elements, but God's intent was for things to be passed down from generation to generation. And what I really do respect about the Olsons is their desire to follow God and to pass it down. Now, you might say, well, that's not fair. That's, that's not the, the family environment I grew up in. Maybe so, but each one of us has the opportunity to start today. And to say, from today forward, I'm going to pass the love of God down. My house is going to be built on truth. It's going to be built on love. I'm going to have a roof of forgiveness. Man, what an amazing word picture that was. And I'm going to sustain it in the word. Um, but I just want to just say thank you guys for sharing. And uh, Ken has said no a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Um, obviously that's why he had so much built up because every time I think I asked him, God actually had a verse for him to share and, um, in his disobedience, he would say no. And then, but it all just came flowing out like a, a wellspring. I mean, your well just was flowing and, uh, that was awesome. So thank you guys. Diana, will you just pray over each one of us? But I, I want, I want to, I really want to challenge us that don't look at where you came from. It plays a role in it. It it made you who you are today. But each one of us, we all have the opportunity to say from this day forward, this is how I'm going to raise my family. From this day forward, this is the type of home I want to build. From this day forward, this is the type of friendships I want to have. From this day forward, we all have that opportunity to make that statement right now and walk out in a different way than we walked in. Will you pray? Father God, we're so grateful for for your presence in our life, Lord, that presence that never leaves, that presence that we can abide in, that presence that we can seek more of, that presence, Lord, that, that will guide and direct in times that we don't know which direction we're supposed to go or what we're supposed to do. Lord, we are grateful, Father, and I just pray that the grateful spirit would flow through everyone today that's here, Father, and those that may be listening on TV. Father, that gratitude is all we are required of for Jesus. Just says, come on to me, and I will abide with you. I will give you direction. I will fill you with the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just thank you today for who you are, Father, not what you can do, but for you, who you are in our lives. Thank you very much, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have to say one more thing. <laughs> Last Sunday, I had a stroke six years ago, and uh, it's messed up my left side. But last Sunday in worship, I was able to lift my arm. Thank you. Thank you. 
Come on. All right, praise team, I want to invite you guys to come up. Who's ready to praise? Well, you guys, uh, if you're able, uh, no, don't stand on your feet yet. But praise team, you can come up. We are going to do the parent-child dedications. And so um, I just want to invite those that are going to be praying uh, over families to come on up. And uh, I think you know kind of where you're standing on the walls. Um, so we're going to, what we do when we do this is we're going to here in a minute invite the different uh, parents and their child to come forward and like I said at the beginning of the service, we use this as a time to just pray over them and to pray for wisdom over the parents and blessing over the kids, but really for God's heart to be in the parents, for, for the parents to have God's mindset for the children. Uh, if, if, if you've, whether you've raised parents or you're a teacher at a school or you've had nieces or nephews or just even neighborhood kids run around, you realize that, and if you remember back when you were a kid, each one of us comes out a little bit awkward and a little bit different, and uh, there are uniquenesses that God placed in each one of us, and as parents, in those kind of guiding, directing, you need wisdom in how to do that, and so that's what we're going to be praying over them. As they pray, though, in these spots, we're going to be standing, and the praise team's going to begin leading us. Uh, we don't have spectator sports here. And so the idea isn't that you're sitting and just watching people get prayed over. We're going to stand and we're going to praise. And if you want to stretch your arm towards different families, you want to just kind of pray yourself kind of over them, feel free to do that. But let's create an atmosphere of praise and worship in this place, believing that Holy Spirit's going to anoint these families, these children, and these parents. So first off, I want to invite up Kyle and Darcy Andrews. And they are bringing up Pendleton Ann. Everybody say hello to Pendleton. Okay. And um, this is going to get awkward here for a second. Uh, family, you're allowed to come up if they wanted you to come up. If they didn't, I don't know. You guys can figure that out afterwards. And you want to write, write them a card and say, why didn't you invite us up? Uh, that's your choice, but you can totally wrap around them if that's what you guys are doing. All right. Next, I want to invite up Chad and Taylor Rude. With Maya Grace, right? Maya Grace. Mia. Mia Grace. Everybody say hello to Mia. Nathan and Jada, where are you guys? You guys, and they're bringing up, is it Holland Constance? Holland Constance. Everybody say hello to Holland. Hi, Holland. And then last, Ryan and Mallory Spuler, and they are, they are bringing up Corwin Zimri. Did I say the middle name right, Zimri? All right, Corin, great to see you, buddy. You know what's neat, too, is sometimes we can just look at this as, oh, cute little kids. But you know what? There are, you know, uh, here a couple weeks ago, we prayed over uh, Leslie Harder. And she was one of the, the first kids that was baptized. Uh, Jacob, who's one of our youth pastors here at City Harvest. You were how old? Were you born here? Or? Okay. And was he dedicated here? So you know what? These aren't just kids. 
where we're going through a little ceremony. These are things where we're believing these are our future leaders. And these are, are, we're praying destiny into them. We're praying the purpose of God into them. We're praying protection into them. So will you stand to your feet if you're able? And let's just fill this room with faith and with praise and just exalt Jesus in this place and believe that something powerful is going to take place.